Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Trivia Rewrites. On this week's episode, our hot seat segment consists of the real-world history of Dungeons and Dragons, how it was created, who created it, how it came to be, and we also have the topic of skateboarding. Hopefully you enjoy it. If not, hopefully you at least have some laughs, maybe learn something about the trivia and the news stories that went on. We have a couple questions about the PGA event that will be happening for the first time since live sports have been on a hiatus with the whole COVID stuff. And we talk a little bit about buried treasure, actually. So anyway, hope you enjoy it. Hope you have a great time. Sit back and relax. And let's get into this week's episode of Trivia Rewrites. Welcome to Trivia Rewrites, where we look at how the news is changing trivia. Today is Wednesday, June 9th, 2020. I'm your host, Demo, and this is my co-host, Tibbs. Hey, man. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Not a whole lot. I'm just hanging out. How are you? Pretty good. Good. We've each done a little research on the week's news and try to come up with some trivia questions based on those. So to start us off, I've got... Three questions based on this day in history. This is my... Your specialty. This is my best, yes. What you got? So this day, June 9th, in AD 68, which Roman emperor committed suicide after remarking Qualis Artifex Perio? Do you know what that means? Qualis Artifex Perio? Yep, something like that. Roman? I don't know any... Well, it'd be like Latin-based, right? I guess, yeah. Uh, qualis, what was it? Qual- uh, qualis Artifex Perio. I don't know. I'm going to guess it's like something, it's for something, like truth for history or whatever. So he, he said, what an artist dies in me. Do you know what emperor said that before committing suicide? I do not. It was Nero. He committed suicide when he learned that he had been tried in absentia and condemned to death as a public enemy, making him the first Roman emperor to commit suicide. Hmm. So that's exciting. He was, he was, wait, what, what'd you say? He was tried for what? I mean, he was tried in absentia, meaning like they had the trial without him there. And they just condemned their emperor to death? Yeah, there was basically like public sentiment had turned against him, so they just felt like he was a public enemy and they wanted somebody else's emperor so they're weird what what a strange difference like that just shows you how different news traveling is because you could not have a trial for the president or the king or anybody without that person knowing these days like news would get around word would get out yeah so that's very interesting all right next one yes a little more modern 1973 which Racehorse wins the Triple Crown, becoming the first to accomplish this feat in 25 years. This was in 1973. We probably talked about this before. but We did. We did. We definitely did. Don't you hate it whenever you only have one word at the forefront of your mind and you know that one word is wrong? What is the one word? Seabiscuit. Oh, uh, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Say it starts with the same letter. What did that guy say before he committed suicide? Because <laughs> that's, that's also on the tip of my tongue. Um, oh man, I've forgotten it. I don't know. So the horse's name was Secretariat. Secretariat. All right. 
Next one. 1978, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints opens its priesthood to, quote, all worthy men, ending 148-year-old policy of excluding who? Black people? Black men? Black. Black men, indeed. (laughs) So they're really doing their part in 1978. 1978, real, real progressive. All right. So bit of a doozy. Yeah, it helps when you only give me three questions to get wrong instead of the typical five. There you go. Yeah, so. Positive. Stay positive. positive. <laughs> you only missed two. Only How missed bad two. could you have been? All right, yeah. uh, so you got some for me, I think. You want to read one of those to start off? I do, yeah. Um, so after a little bit of a hiatus due to the COVID uh, pandemic, professional sports are returning this week with a PGA tournament being held this weekend in Fort Worth, Texas. Mm-hmm. What is the name of that tournament? Uh, hmm. I forgot. Isn't it the... Good! Isn't it the... Nope. Nope. You're wrong. You forgot. Byron Nelson? Oh, it's the Colonial. You were oh, wrong even with it. the guess. Oh, man. Now the scales are even a little bit, and I don't feel so bad anymore. How the turntables. That was, the, that was, it was a short one. It was a quick one. Quick what was question. it called? The Colonial in Colonial. Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. And it was in Fort Worth. All right. Byron Nelson is in Dallas. Yeah. I couldn't think of what the Fort Worth one was, but okay. Too bad. Welcome to my world. Embrace it. We welcome you. All right. Here we go. I've got one for you. Coming right back. Yeah. I'm feeling good. For the first time in decades, the remnants of a tropical feature will move directly over the state of Wisconsin as Hurricane Cristobal moves over the Badger State. Can you tell me the last time this happened? This is a Hibbs question. This is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so it's so perfect. I'll take I'll take either the name of the hurricane or the year. Well, okay, it's just so perfect because I was when I was doing my research for this epi- for this episode, I was so careful not to do a a how much <laughs> or when was it question. So yeah, this is <laughs> this is beautifully timed on your part. First time in decades. Yeah. I would just guess a year because I hadn't heard of the hurricane, so it'd be hard. But I'm gonna go with 1948. Uh, it's 1988. Oh, Hurricane Gilbert. Gilbert was the last hurricane to have its eye pass over the state of Wisconsin. What a stupid name for a hurricane. So I don't know how much you know about tropical storms and cyclone naming. Do you know about that at all? Um, I know that. For a long time, it was only after women, and then they took offense to that, and so they changed it to now male and female for hurricanes. I don't know if that's true about cyclones. So yeah, so tropical or subtropical cyclones are named by the National Hurricane Center uh, when they are judged to have intensified into a tropical storm, which means winds of over 40 miles an hour, I guess. Um, So they have a list of names. There's six lists of names that they rotate through. And when a hurricane's like particularly bad, they'll retire that name so it can't be used again. But other than that, they just reuse the same list of names every six years. And it's A through W, and they skip Q and U, and they alternate between male and female names. So I, I didn't read the part about what you said, but I'm sure that's true. So one of the questions relating to this, do you know the hurricane season that had the most named tropical storms in history? Okay, interesting. I wanna, I wanna say like I thought it was for like relatively recently. I wanna say it was like oh eight or like you know. Yeah, it's pretty recently. 
it was yeah. 2005. Five. 2005 had 27 named storms, so they used up all 21 of the designated names, and then it's the only storm season that they had to go to their alternate plan <laughs> for naming storms, which was just naming them after letters of the Greek alphabet. They couldn't just go back to the beginning of the alphabet and name them something different? Well, because I don't know. That's just how the procedure was set up, and they had these 21 names that they used. and They should have just started over with the exact same names just to confuse people. <laughs> like, I thought we it's already back. had Andrea. The storm is back. So uh, to that end, I've got a list here of the top five costliest Atlantic hurricanes in history. Okay. I want to see if you can name some of these. Okay. Um, I got a pretty good feeling about Katrina. Yep, so Katrina's number one, and that was in that 2005 season, okay. which was particularly devastating. It was a rough one. Um, was it Sandy that like wiped out Galveston recently? Yep, there you go, Sandy in 2012. Yep, okay. That was That's the third most costly. What was the, oh man, it was like two years ago, because yep. it, it sparked the uh, the Bayou Boys or whatever, all the... All the the rednecks down in Galveston took their little. They did. They, they did. They they didn't wait for the National Guard. They went in on their own to do the. Um, I can't remember the name of the hurricane though, but I remember those guys. So that was in 2017. I think you're thinking of Harvey Hurricane Harvey. I uh, yeah, I was. I mean, definitely thinking of that. Yeah, I don't know if you want. If you have another one, maybe. No, you go ahead and tell me. I'm going to look up what those. Uh... The Bayou Boys. Yeah. Uh, so. Also on this list, Andrew in 1992, which at the time was the costliest hurricane on record. Um, and then the fifth most is Ike, 2008. Ike. Which I do remember Ike. Might ring a bell, but there. Yeah, you got three of the five there, so pretty good. What, is, what do you got? Bayou Boys. It wasn't Bayou Boys. It was something similar to that. Um, Cajun Navy. That's Cajun what it was. Navy. <laughs> it, was, it was the Cajun <laughs> Navy. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Interesting. Because, yeah, they use those uh, like fiberglass, relatively cheap boats that, you know, have like either like the single engine on the back of them or they're indestructible pretty much. So, yeah, those guys are just going in and saving people because, you know, government is the government and they're slow. And that's all I'll say about the government. Excellent. All right. Um, you've got a couple more questions. You want to? Which one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, again, shocker, something else has been canceled. No way. Yep. Uh, and for the first time in history, the music festival Summerfest has mm. been canceled. Oh, no. Where is Summerfest typically held, Demo? Uh. I'd never heard of it. And apparently, it's like one of the oldest music festivals. Summer fest. I just have to guess. Yeah, go for it. Tacoma, Washington. No, it is Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then another quick one. A. <laughs> you don't have any more on Summerfest? No. Who was supposed to be there? Anybody? I don't know. Doesn't matter. They're not going to be there. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. Uh, keeping it quick. Little, little of my own rapid fire. Okay, go. Uh, a modern-day Indiana Jones story, a treasure chest has been found this past week that was has an estimated value of $1 million. What is the name of the person who originally hid the treasure chest? Here's the hint. He is a author and included 
uh, clues to find the treasure in his book, A Thrill of the Chase, a memoir. I read this news story, and his name went right over my head. I did not recognize it. It was like Finn or something like that, or yeah, Forrest Finn. Okay, wow. So yeah, I I'm still what the the person who found the treasure has has remained nameless. Yeah, I saw that too. It's like it was a non news story. They found this treasure chest. But they don't know who found it. They don't know. They are not revealing where it was. Yeah, but and the, the author guy, was like, "Yeah, I hit it somewhere." <laughs> that yeah, was the, the whole story. Yeah, the author was like, "Yep, I can confirm it's been found." And so everyone's like, "Or not everyone, just me. I am everyone." Can we get a little bit more? Like, can you show us where it was hidden? Or not yet. It's still secret. I guess I. What was the book he wrote? The Thrill of the Chase, a mm-hmm. memoir. Hmm. F- uh, the author himself, Forrest Finn, is a um, retired. Uh, pilot i don't i don't want to say what war he fought in but okay um he's got some stories to tell obviously and so but it's been found so no no reason to go <laughs> into the rockies don't go looking for it <laughs> moving on it's time for the next segment do you know what the next segment is i believe it's rapid fire trivia rapid fire trivia question one yep the nasdaq composite traded above what historic high number for the first time on tuesday 600 10 thousand ah nasdaq was initially an acronym for do you know what the acronym stood for the national association of society oh nope uh national so i was hoping if i snuck up on it it would just come to me well you were close national association of supply through domestic qualifications okay it's your national association of securities dealers automated quotations because it was initially just a quotations company you couldn't buy or sell but then it became the first electronic stock exchange i think in 1971 i don't know why i forgot about the a (laughs) yeah just gone (laughs) question two which rap superstar announced in a radio interview that he was planning on voting in this year's presidential election for the first time in his life um I i don't know i can read you his quote you think that would help Maybe. So his quote said, I ain't never voted a day in my life, but this year I think I'm going to get out and vote because I can't stand to see this punk in office one more year. Hmm. Well, I really hope it's T.I. because he can't vote. (laughs) I'm going to go with Joe Budden or Charlemagne the God because they're on. I'm going to go Joe Budden. Joe Budden, final answer. So it's Snoop Dogg. Oh, Snoop Doggy Dog. He, he told the radio show Big Boy's Neighborhood that quote that I read to you. Can he vote? I don't think he's a convicted felon, if that's what you mean. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know if he Stay is focused. This is rapid fire. Oh, sorry. You, you mentioned rap. Question three. Pearl Jam released the uncensored version of a music video for which of its song for the first time this past week? Couldn't name you a Pearl Jam song, really? censored or not. Really? Mm. Jeremy. So, Jeremy? Jeremy? Yeah. Huh. How's it go? How's how's Jeremy go again? Dino? Like, Can you remind me? Dun-na, dun-na, oh, dun-na-na-na. yeah. I have no idea. No? Still nothing. Sorry, buddy. Appreciate the effort, but... <laughs> it's Pearl Jam. Question four. 
Yeah, we're not done with this yet. The president of the UN General Assembly said Monday that the world leaders will not be coming to New York for their annual gathering in late September for the first time in the 75-year history of the United Nations because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Name the president of the UN General Assembly. <laughs> Man, you hit me with two hip questions. Um, the UN Assembly president. Try and, try and guess where he's from. Turkey. He Well, he's from Nigeria, and his name is Tijani Muhammad Bande. Thank you for not making me guess after I knew where he was from. There you go. That was tough. Training wheels are coming off. No more easy questions for Hibs. Yeah, training wheels are off. You send me down a huge hill with a ramp at the bottom. Good lord. We've been practicing for this. Just because I do a trivia podcast every week doesn't make me better at trivia. That's true. That's You know what? We're living proof of that. <laughs> every week is living proof. My guesses have gotten better whenever it's not... What's the guy's name? Yeah, yeah. It's just hard to know people's names. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Last week, we assigned each other different topics for the hot seat segment. Yes. So I will be quizzing you on the topic of Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. And more specifically, it's going to be kind of about the history of the game. Less right. focus on game mechanics and the lore. Correct. So, are you ready? Do you have anything to say before I strap you into the hot seat? I'm sorry. Is all I have. I it's just just an apology. Is uh, just an apology. All that I have for now. No, you're gonna do great. I appreciate your continual uh, positivity towards. Five questions this week, starting with a softball, easy, okay. medium, hard, and then an extreme question at the end. All right. So let's do it. Hibs, you're on the hot seat. Feels good. Your softball question. Dungeons and Dragons is a fantasy role-playing game first published in 1974 as a collaboration between two game developers having previously worked together on a naval-themed war game titled Don't Give Up the Ship. Can you name these two designers? Gary Gygax, or Gygax, I've heard in different uh, pronunciations, and uh, Dave Anderson, I believe is his last name. Nope, you're close. On Dave's last name. Not Anderson? It's Arneson. Arneson. All right, you got it. You got it. Eh, I mean, if there was multiple choice, I would have figured it out. But hey, whatever. Your easy question. Also, no one remembers Dave. Everyone just cares about Gary. Yeah, I think it seems like Gary did a lot more of like the writing of the rules. and. I think it's just because he has a more D&D type name. Yeah, that could be true. Gygax. Anyway, yeah. easy question. Yep. An updated version of D&D was released between 1977 and 1979 as Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, or AD&D. The game rules were recognized and recodified across three hardcover rule books. Can you name these three books? Okay, okay. It was... I keep wanting to say of Monsters and Men, but that's not it. Um, I think it was like... There was Monsters... It was something like there was like the book about the monsters. Yeah. It was book about the the men and it was either men and monsters, and then your tre- the book about treasures, and then. So if I could a- steer you in the right direction, I think you're thinking of the original release. So in the advanced release, I think it's the three books that I think it's the three books that they still use today. If that helps you. Oh, it would probably be like a. I mean, then it would be player's handbook, 
uh, Monster Manual and Dungeon Master's Guide. The you got guide. it. Yep. Yeah. Those are the three books that were released. In- I was making it too hard for myself. Yes, indeed. Okay. Uh, the medium question. Mm-hmm. Dungeons & Dragons was originally published by an independent American game publishing company. What was the name of this company? Is Okay. Oh, man. There are so many names of companies and games that will go around with D&D that I found in the research that I was... Um, but is it... I believe it's it's TSR. Is that right? TSR, Tactical Studies Rules. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so sec- this is a two-parter. Second part. Okay. After running into financial difficulties in the mid-90s, TSR was purchased by which larger game publisher best known for publishing Magic the Gathering? Wizards of the Coast? Wizards of the Coast. You got it. Okay. Your hard question. Yes. In 1981, Rona Jaffe published a novel about a group of college students and their interest in a fictitious role-playing game under what title? The novel was later adapted into a made-for-television film starring what future A-list actor in his first starring role? Okay, it's a two-parter. Hard question. Let's start with the first part, which is, what was the name of the book? Is that what you said? Yes. Inspired by Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah, it was based on a fictitious role-playing game, but it's... Okay. It was very similar to you. You said late 80s? 81. Eight, early 80s. Man, can I phone a friend? <laughs> yeah. Can I call up Dave Anderson? <laughs> when Neil first suggested this topic, I mentioned this movie. I don't know if you remember that. I definitely don't remember that. Oh, okay. Why am I, why am I thinking that it was Harrison Ford that was in the movie? That's not the actor, is it? No, it's definitely not the act. No, it's definitely not Harrison Ford, because his career was already started at that point. Nice, good logic. Yep, I'm gonna guess on the actor. And I'm gonna pass on the name of the. Okay. The book movie is probably something like. It's alliterative. It's like Dungeons and Dragons. It's. Mo- it's probably like monsters of and men or. You're close. Is it monsters? Monsters is in it. Yeah, monsters. Is monsters the first or the second word? Now second, we're just second word. Now you're just softballing it to me. <laughs> um, so not a dungeon, but uh, what's something you'd have to find your way through? A maze. Yeah. Maze of monsters. Mazes and monsters was mazes the name and of monsters. the book and the movie, and it starred. Do you want to have a guess? I don't know. Oh, it's, who who did it star? It starred Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. I was thinking of um, he was in Thor. He was in Thor. Thor Ragnarok, uh, he played like the, and he was in Jurassic Park. That's another word, another one. Uh, Jeff Jeff Goldblum. Yes, thank you. It was not Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Mazes and Monsters, starring Tom Hanks. Okay, moving on. That took. I was not rapid fire. That took Your a while. extreme question. In the first edition of Dungeons and Dragons, the threat of copyright action from Tolkien Enterprises prompted the name changes to what three creatures in D&D? Oh, I was feeling cocky until I heard three. Oh, okay. So it was Hobbit to Halfling, which I knew. Yep. I, I think, I'm pretty sure Ant is still in D&D, so it's not that. I think it was Hobbits, Orcs, and... Um, I want to say high elf, but mm. elves are still in D and D, but not high elves. I don't. I don't know. I can't think of a third one. So that's my guess. Yeah, I definitely know 
The Hobbit one, but that's it. So the three were Hobbit, became halfling, like you said. Yes. Ents changed to Treant. Oh, that's right. And then Balrog became Balor, which is like a demon Mm -hmm. in D&D. I'm aware. But it was originally called Balrog. Dang it. That's right. I remember rating at one point, not for this, just not for this podcast, but just for funsies, reading that ants were no longer. Well, I'll take it. Yeah. Hibbs, you are off the hot seat. Thank you, sir. I think you did pretty well. I'll take You know what? Not my worst showing. And I've showed my worst showing. So <laughs> that's pretty good. I will accept. I will accept it. It's like you beat me in battle, but I'm still alive. So, hey, can't be too upset. All right. Last week, listener Matt gave us a suggestion for skateboarding as my topic. So Hibbs is going to ask me questions on the topic of skateboarding. That is that is what I'm going to do now. Yes. Good job. Demo, you're now in the hot seat for skateboarding. All right. Your softball question. Okay. Written just minutes ago because I didn't know we were doing softball questions now. <laughs> Who landed the first 900? Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Your hesitation scares me. <laughs> All right. Your easy question, which I will put an asterisk over this because I think it's an easy question. Okay. But it's a very specific easy question. Got it. Can you name two of the original Z-Boys? And as a bonus, can you tell me what Z in Z-Boys stands for? That might be a better question. Yeah. Well, Zephyr was the Z. Yep, that's, that's a better easy question. And then was was it not Tony Hawk was in there? He was not. Tony Hawk's coach was. Oh, Caballero. Caballero. Am I thinking of a different team? Oh, I'm thinking of the. Uh... You can, as made as made famous by the uh, the movie Lords of Dogtown. Haven't seen it, but I clearly I've seen that movie got so deep many times. into my research by not watching Lords of Dogtown. I can't. I don't think I can name any of them. Then I think I'm thinking of uh, Tony Hawk's uh... coach. No, the skate group that he was in initially. Oh, so the three main ones that everyone. Uh-huh. Knows and from like the three main stars of the movie Lords of Dogtown are Tony Alva, Stacy Peralta, and Jay Adams. Okay, are I could have got three. Yeah, I should have said Stacy Peralta. Stacy Peralta is Tony Hawk's coach. There you go. Was Tony Hawk's coach? Don't give away too much. Nope, that's 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 it for the easy. Well, that was my easy question. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll do it. We re we rewrote it to where the good easy because I should have said. Tony Alva, Jay Adams, and Stacey Peralta were all part of the Z-Boys. The Z stands for what? Okay, there you go. You say Zephyr, we move on, and we're happy. Question two, your medium-level question. All right. Skateboarding seemed to be doomed in the late 1960s, but had a resurgence due to an innovation by Frank Nosworthy in which the wheels of the skateboard were no longer made of clay and metal, but rather of what material? Mm, polyurethane. Correct. Uh, this was this was used for wheels before this, and it was thought to go to rollerblades, but Nasworthy instead asked for the company to make skateboard wheels. What wheel company did he go on and found? Mm, boy, this is just a bonus question. You already oh, got the. Okay. You got the. You got the. I meaty, got the quiz. This is just an extra that I'm not gonna get. You got the meaty medium. Gosh, I I feel like I did uh, did write this down. No, I don't know. Uh, Cadillac Wheels. Oh, Cadillac okay, Wheel yep. Company. 
you're my the other medium question that I thought about including okay was um, although some people think it to be Vans because it was founded in the late 60s it well, was not what was the name of the first skate shoe or the first shoe that was made specifically for skateboarding wasn't it like the was it Randy 720 Randy 720 <laughs> I like the way you say Randy Randy you sound like an upset stepmom Randy oh. get in here <laughs> I wasn't sure because I was like, that doesn't sound right. But I guess, yeah, the Randy 720. So you would have gotten that one right, but rough. All right. (laughs) Your hard question. Okay. What was the name of the skateboarding film that won an Oscar at the most recent Academy Awards? Oh, okay. I know what it was. I mean, I know it was about about the... It was like girls in Afghanistan, right? That were skaters. And it was like a documentary about them. But what was it called? I don't know. <laughs> I have to think about it. I mean, Yeah, you're on the right track. Gosh. You have the topic right. Yeah. So just don't be creative. Was it just like the women skaters of Afghanistan or something like that? I mean, close enough. The actual name is Learning to Skate in a War Zone. Oh. Parentheses, well, I... if you're a girl. Close parentheses. Learning to skate in a war zone. Yeah, I was looking that up for some other reason the other day. but Really? Yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> won the Academy Award for uh, Best Documentary Short Subject. Your impossible level question. Impossible. Not even extreme, just impossible. Impossible. What <laughs> yeah. word am I thinking of right now? Okay, go. There are two skate parks in the world that have obtained, that have obtained historical status. Okay. One being here in the United States and one located in England. Can you name either of these parks? Okay, I think I read about the one. Ooh. Oh? Oh, I read about excited. the one in California, I think. that. But it was the, was it, oh, am I just thinking of something else? I remember the Bro Bowl was like a famous, I don't know if that's a skate park, though. That was like a famous place where a lot of people gathered. And then the one in England, that just had like a name of a city in it or something like that. I don't know. I'm going to say the Bro Bowl in don't know where it was. I am I am shocked that, yeah, it's the Bro Bowl in Tampa Bay. But oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't ask you to, uh, to name a location. That's on me. But so you have the, the Bro Bowl in uh, Florida, in Tampa, and you have... The ROM, oh. uh, built in 1978, located in East London, England. The Brobel in Tampa. Tampa. Randy. <laughs> cool. Um, wow. The Brobel or um, Perry Harvey Senior Park, if yeah. you... Doesn't sound quite as good, does it? <laughs> nope, but especially in this time period, <laughs> naming something based off the color of the people that, are, that hang out there, probably not the best idea. What? That's why it's called the Bro. Like that's why it got the name of Brobel is because everyone was like, "Oh, the brothers hang out there," and so like. Oh, the- <laughs> I didn't. Okay, little racist, but it's all good. Didn't put that together when I was reading about it. I was just like, "Oh, the Bro, like, like Brobel." <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. Until like you read that it's like late seventies, and it's like, "Oh, different Bro." Got it. Interesting. But, all right. I think you still call it the, the Brobel, although it was. I think it was um, uh, re redone or something like that, but it was still a historical landmark. Wow. So, yeah, congratulations, Demo. You are off the hot seat. Thank you. How do you feel you did? 
pretty well. Although yeah. the missing the Z boys, not getting any of those, that's a little embarrassing. Probably should have come up with that, Stacy Peralta, at least, because he Dude, was pretty pretty influential early on in skateboarding. It seems I like. I mean, yeah, they all were, but yeah, it's just a lot of names. There's a lot of like it's a how, lot of names. How detailed can you get with questions before it's just like you're just naming skateboarders? It's like exactly, yeah. And there was a lot of names for uh, there were a lot of names that intertwined when it came to D and D as well, because like mm. you have Gary Gygax already has a name that sounds like it's fake. And then you have, you know, names of original games and they all run together. You have Chainmail, you have D&D, you have Men and Magic, you have, yeah. Yeah, I figured I'd combine your two interests and give you Tolkien on the last one to see if you could come up I, with I, I had forgotten that Ant was like, like. Because it's like pre-Ant. Much... I mean, that is an Ant, basically. I don't know. Exactly. Let's not get too far. No, we can get into it. A because, field. Like, yeah, I just the the gusto of that man in his basement to be like oh you don't like the name ant you think it's too close to ant well then i'll just change it to tree ant and like you know it was tolkien was like all right you win this one gygax you clever minx i think that was in uh tolkien's vocabulary minx minx uh okay so didn't receive any new suggestions for trivia topics hot seat topics this week okay uh, but if you as a listener would like to send some in and have your topic featured on the show you should tweet at us at trivia rewrites or send us an email to trivia rewrites at gmail.com but we both have decided topics for next week we do you hibs are going to be quizzed on the topic of on the topic of Joe Rogan, I had to double check my notes because I forget. Yes. Yes. You will be researching and creating questions about Joe Rogan, which I will then be <laughs> incorrectly answering. Very good. Podcaster, mixed martial artist, multi, multi-millionaire. My, my peer. <laughs> yeah, he's our peer. He's our, he's our peer. He's really our coworker, if you think about it. If you, yeah. He's on Spotify. We're on Spotify. He's not on Spotify yet. <laughs> He only has he has one episode on Spotify that says Joe Rogan is coming to Spotify. Oh. So he's not yet on Spotify technically. Huh. So yeah, we we're ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us. He he saw what we were doing and he was like, "Look, I got to get that." I what was my topic? I don't even remember. I didn't write it down. I will be asking questions <laughs> to you about presidential assassinations and attempts. That's right. Suggested by one Super of our Fan listeners, Zach. Super yeah. Ben Zach. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Send us more topics. We'll do yours. Please. Yeah. Uh, yes, definitely. But, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the name of that documentary that I was watching that made me think of that skating in the war zone thing. So, so going back to that a little bit, um, the reason that they can teach women to skate in this area, and not just skate, it's like a, it's a, it's a school that teaches them how to skate and read and write. It's, it's, it's a whole thing. But at, in that country, they do not recognize skateboarding as a sport. Oh. And because of that, that's the loophole that they're allowed to teach these young women how to do it because they're stuck in the 1900s of because women can't compete in sports. Over Got there. it. Interesting. So that's that's they're like, all right, we'll just teach them something that isn't a sport, even though it keeps them in shape and keeps them creative and teaches them self-confidence. Yeah, it's kind of funny to like 
<laughs> their own rules are being used against them. Yeah. And but now it's going to be in the Olympics. So I wonder if they're like, don't know. I can't think of why I was looking this up. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything else to talk about this week? I mean, I could go on, but no one wants that. Hibs is Hills. Hibs is Hills. That's for the separate podcast. Yeah. That one can't be. That one could get vulgar. So we got to keep it. Keep it clean here. Well, that's all we have for this week. We appreciate all you listening. Please send us your suggestions for hot seat topics, and we will talk to you next week. Take it easy. Don't you hate it whenever you only have one word at the forefront of your mind and you know that one word is wrong? What is the one word? Bro bowl.